Alright guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Different Animals Podcast. This is your boy Tyler. And I am Ever Castro. And this week we're going to dispel all the fucking negative energy around the number 13 and give you another banger. Um, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. We're going to talk about Mulan is supposed to be coming out and there's some uh, controversy around that. We'll be talking about, uh, much like we talked about rappers who didn't quite make it, uh, we're going to talk about some athletes who didn't quite make it. And then we're going to talk about the NC State Fair, which got canceled. But first. So what we've been watching. Um, so what have, what have you been watching recently? Yeah, so I have two things basically that I've been uh, looking over. Um, one is one that we talked about and the other one is a TV show. But we can start with the TV show just so I can get it out the way real quick. Okay. Um, so I finished up uh, the show My Brilliant Friend. Okay. That was on HBO. It was the Italian show. Right. Um, and it was uh, it was okay. It was I liked it okay. It was a little slow. It's kind of It was just kind of like when you think about... Like Italian drama set in the fifties, it's kind of it's exactly what you think it is. It's like slow, and it's just like, you know, them growing up and like a coming of age tale. And um, but it, it was okay. Like if you like that kind of stuff, and if you like the books that they're based off, I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, you know the casual viewer might tap out after like a season or like halfway through the season. I just pushed it, pushed through because it was only it was only eight episodes for the two seasons, eight episodes each. Um, but it was okay, and so I finished that up. And then I started this week the show Mrs. America on Hulu. And uh, it's another one of these, like, same with the ones I mentioned before, another one of these FX on Hulu shows <clears throat> where uh, um, it's about, uh, set in the 1970s, and it's about the ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment um, and kind of like the liberal uh, f- feminist agenda that pushed it and sort of the pushback from the more conservative, you know, stay-at-home uh, wives and women um and it's got a great cast i mean it's got an all like an all-star cast it's got you know elizabeth banks kate blanchett rose oh, Byrne, uh who else uh, tracy Ullman, and a couple of other uh people here or there um uh, john slattery from mad men he plays one of the husbands and so it's all i, I really liked it and then or i really like it so far i'm about halfway through it it's a short series it's only nine episodes um, but I, I am really enjoying it. I thought it was going to be kind of stuffy. I was like, oh, it's going to be like 1970s, like history, like slow moving. Um, but this thing moves and it's like, it's got a good pace. It's got a great soundtrack and it's actually kind of, it's pretty funny. And it, you sort of go, well, like there's not much that you can get from them pushing the ERA amendment, um, like today, but you actually find yourself going like, oh, well that's still applicable today or like, oh, that's how... Um, you know, movements or revolutions are still reacted to and still pushed back on. And, and you see sort of flashes of how certain rhetoric is today in the way that Kate Blanchett talks. And she's like the main conservative woman that pushes back against the uh, amendment. Um, but right. uh, I've really enjoyed it so far. I cannot recommend it enough. 
Um, it's not stuffy. It's not boring. It's it's really really good. And that's on uh, that's um, Mrs. America on Hulu. Awesome. I'll I'll add that to the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm realizing now I don't watch TV nearly as much as I used to. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's just a time issue yeah. for me. No, um, I mean yeah, me too. I mean I used to watch. You know when I was just out of college, I would watch. You know like. I would have like five or six series going at once, right? And I would have like a list and be like, all right, well, today's this one, today's that one, and I gotta watch like two of these and two of that or whatever. But now, I mean, I basically just do one at a time. Right. Yeah, I, I, it seems like the three things I can think of that I've watched most recently, like a lot of, are just animes. And, and off the top of my head, like I watched Cowboy Bebop, which is an older um, anime. And that one's really good and pretty short um and it was made i think specifically for western audiences by um somebody you know i'm gonna say japanese and that's somebody's gonna come for me Uh, (laughs) i'm pretty sure you know standard anime producer it wasn't made in the west that's what i'll say it was made for the west not in the west Uh um and and the dub on that is actually extremely good and you know, I think it was because it was kind of made for that kind of audience that it all fit so well. Yeah. Um, I remember years ago they said that they were gonna make or they were gonna do a live action version with uh, I think Keanu they still Reeves. Are. Yeah. I they're not doing Keanu Reeves anymore. I don't think. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I th- I know and Keanu Reeves would have worked perfectly. Like they, if you ever watch the anime, I legit think it might. It's it's very short. I want to say. Mm. Um, it's I think it's legitimately one season, and it's pretty short. You should. I think you can find it on, if not on Netflix, you can probably find it on like Crunchyroll or something like that. Maybe, um, maybe even on YouTube, you know, like yeah. these days, like I remember I watched, um, uh, the Digimon series a couple years ago and it was on <laughs> YouTube, the whole thing. So, yeah. So the same guy that made that made Samurai Champloo, which is another kind of like one off, um, like one season thing kind of, it's, it's not as Western in um style necessarily but i still think it fits really well for that kind of audience but then my hero academia attack on titan um those are the ones i've watched a lot recently which are all anime and i like didn't really notice that until just now um Mm -hmm. but those are what i've been watching recently um but uh other than those we've watched we both started watching yes uh a youtube series Yes, yeah, yeah. So, uh, SB Nation, and I, I think they're like a, you know, they're like a, a sports media company. They have a series on YouTube called Collapse, um, and I sort of stumbled on this one. I think I, I think it was literally just recommended on my front page of YouTube, and it, all it does is just tell stories about, um, you know, sports teams that either won a championship and then just fell off, or teams that got super close to winning a championship and then just kind of fell off from that and then they're only like 10 minutes long and they just kind of go over the history of like all the players that were the core of the really good team and how they each fell off or dropped off or got cut or released or whatever um and so they have i think they, they've split them up into two seasons i think each one has like 10 episodes i think or maybe eight episodes mm-hmm. um and like i said they're all super short and so literally i'll like make dinner and i'll watch an episode as i'm eating dinner or like i'll make lunch and i'll watch one or like i'll do something that takes like 10 15 minutes and i'll have that running as i'm doing it um, but I really like it, and uh, I think you watched a few of them too. I- I'm like three or four away from finishing finishing all of it, but you uh, you you watched a few as well, right? 
Yeah, I, I kind of just started it. I've watched um, I watched the one you sent me, which was devastating. Um, which is just <laughs> a detail of why the Knicks have been so bad for eternity. That felt <laughs> great to watch. Um, and and then I've watched one on the Nets and one on uh, what was the other one? The I Thunder, said? right? You the said thunder. the Thunder. Yep, yep, the Thunder. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk? I know we both watched the Thunder one. Um, yes. I think you've watched actually probably all of them that I have. Yeah. But the Thunder one, I think we said was the most interesting kind of mm-hmm. for, for both of us. So mm-hmm. I'll touch on the other two first, just to some yeah. of the interesting things on that, which is that like, it seems like the Knicks uh, really just have never had a direction. You know what I mean? Like we've never tried to tank. Mm-hmm. We've never really like went all in or when we do go all in, we do it in ways that everybody even at the time is like what is this? Like wh- yes. why did you do this? Like Yeah, like it it they feels signed, like, he, like they traded away picks sign I think like super old to give me a ton and it's like why? Why did you do that? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like it, it it's the 99 Knicks which were like an 8 seed and they made it to the finals. And that's the team that they choose to sort of jump off of from like the collapse downward. And for me it's like they sort of just lucked into being that good. And so, but I feel like they probably were an outlier in terms of the overall just kind of bleh of the Knicks the last 20 to 30 years. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, they, it's, it's, you had the Knicks, the Pat Riley Knicks were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the then, 90s, yep, yep. Yep, and then the Jeff Van Gundy Knicks were okay. You know, they were, I'll say they were good. You know what I mean? Like, they mm-hmm. were... I would say like you were probably always on the verge of making the playoffs with those teams, like the the like the ninety nine one that made the finals. Yeah, like that was kind of a fluke that they made the finals. But I would say like it's fair that they made the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just never would have thought they'd had a chance to to go that far. But like, and then it just kind of went to shit. And it seems like the overwhelming formula is like James Dolan gets involved, hires someone who is completely inept, um, whether it's Isaiah Thomas. And then, you know, never getting rid of that person in time before they ruin things. Mm-hmm. And and then trading away f- draft picks for, like, a chance to do it quickly. Like, mm-hmm. like a chance to, like, get ready quick. But we yeah. always traded for, like, older stars. And it's like, that doesn't work because, like, basically they did the LeBron strategy without LeBron. LeBron, like, shows up and he's like, look, we just need, like, good players who can last for a year or two. And I can, I can cover the rest of the bases and get us to the finals. You know what right. I mean? Like, but you like, need a LeBron to make that work. Right. And we didn't. And you're just yeah. like, what if we got this old guy? And, like, we got yeah. him. And it's like, cool, I guess. He's better than the guy you had. But it wasn't worth the draft picks you just yeah. gave away for it. It's, like, I saw a lot of parallels between that one and the Lakers after Kobe's um, fifth championship. Like, both videos are, like, they, you know, it, it would be, like, oh, you know, their star needs help. Let's trade away, like, a boatload of picks and get this old guy. Like, both of them were the exact same, like, whether it was Dwight or just a bunch of randos, where it has been shown that you kind of have to to be successful, like, either whether you're the Warriors or the Lakers now, you have to draft well and get a couple of good stars, um, and then you have to trade for somebody big or you have to hope that they come in free agency like LeBron or KD, right? Right. Um, and I feel like that's where the Thunder went wrong and, you know, we will talk about them in a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like the Knicks just kind of, they haven't gotten to the Lakers now phase of their stuff where, like, they haven't signed, like, a big free agent 
to go along with any sort of good draft picks, which they haven't had luck with either. Right, because one, nobody wants to come play for James Dolan. Two, we we trade away all our good draft picks. And then three, the finally the year we were like, ah, we're going to get Zion. We got fuck R.J. Barrett. Like, yeah. for me, it was like going into that draft, I looked at it and it was like pick number one is a definite win. Pick number two is a definite win. And it was like, if you don't make those two, you got a bunch of fucking nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a clear drop off between Zion Williamson and John Morant and then the rest of the field. Yep. And yeah, and it sucks because screwed on. That. I remember seeing those visual or like those fucking Photoshop pictures, and it was like KD and Kyrie and Zion all yeah. in Knicks uniforms. Oh my God. You know how good that. <laughs> ah! We got RJ Barrett and nothing. We got RJ Barrett yeah. and a bunch of fucking nothing. But uh, but yeah, the series as a whole is really good. Um, there's some episodes that I'm like, well, is it a collapse? Like they did a collapse on. Um, the two Giants championships. And I'm like, if you win two championships, you kind of aren't collapsing. You're just kind of coming back down to normal. Like, you know, right. like, like, like every, eh. every, every championship team isn't a dynasty. You know right. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the Mavericks, for the 2011 Mavericks, I was kind of like, well, maybe because they did fuck up a bunch of stuff, which is an episode that they do. But then for the two Giants, I'm like, dude, I would fucking kill for a collapse that a, a collapse. That's two championships. Yeah. I'll take that any day. Of the <laughs> With week. fucking Eli Manning. With Eli Manning. Like, dude, like, Two, two championships within, like, a five-year window? Are you kidding me? I would... Yeah. Dude, I'll take 20 years of shit after that if that's what it, it gets me. So... Hold some on. of the Some of the episodes, it, they feel a little bit of a stretch. There's, like, a Tiger Woods one, which I haven't watched. There's, like, a couple of baseball ones that I haven't watched yet that I'm kind of just been putting off. But overall, the series is super entertaining. And um, I was telling Tyler that what I think is really cool or that I like that it does is that it sort of takes, like this macro sort of or this sort of like long fucking thing that happens over time and just compresses it so like we were talking about the uh the thunder right it's like they went from being in the finals in 2012 russ uh uh, russell westbrook uh kevin durant and james harden are all i think they're all 23 or younger or 22 or younger and so you're like these guys are going to be back and then, you know, they sort of started to break off from time and then they got hurt or they, you know, each one of them left and then they won MVPs um, after they split up. And it all sort of happened over my life, like over like the last 10 years. But then you don't sort of see what how big of a collapse it was until somebody goes, no, look here, I'll show you who they who, like who left, who the Thunder, you know, traded away for or who they drafted that didn't work out and Right. Um, it's a super interesting how it's all just compressed. Right. Uh, it's, it's no different than, like, you see, like, pictures of yourself in, like, high school. And you're like, I don't, like, I never noticed that I changed that much because right. it happened over the course of 10 years. Exactly. But, like, yep, yep. to say in 10 years you went from this to this, it feels like a drastic, like, fuck, like, holy shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with that. Like, you know, it, it, at the time it doesn't. You're like, you know, obviously you can't keep all those guys. And the answer is they kept Sergi Baca instead of James Harden. And so James Harden left, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Russell Westbrook and KD didn't really jive. And then, like, all these little things kind of happened where in the mm-hmm. moment it's like it, they're, they're, they all kind of feel like their own separate issue. Right. But then you, you com- uh, bring it into such a small small span of time when you're mm. watching it in like 10 minutes and be like look like really it was only like a year 
between yeah. these two things. And it was only like two years between these two things. But because you're watching 82 games of basketball and there's all these other storylines going on at the same time, you don't realize how much like each decision impacted the next thing that happened a year or two later. Right. Yep, yep, exactly, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, another thing that I really like that the show does is that they'll be like, they traded player A for, you know, or they, they traded away their draft picks in 2012, 2013, 2014 for player A. But if you go back, you'll see that with those picks, they pick these shitty players when these great players were picked ahead. And they'll pick, like, you know, this guy was picked ahead of Clay Thompson or um, Kawhi Leonard, right? Like, and it's just like... It sort of just puts into perspective something that I talked about many episodes ago where, you know, sometimes winning a championship is equal luck as it is skill. Right. You know, like if, if I forget who it was that would have, oh, like, um, like the Pistons in 05 right? or in 03, right? Like those Pistons that won the championship a year later. Like if they draft Melo instead of, I forget who they drafted. The uh, guy from Europe. Yeah, I can't Darko, remember. Darko Milicic, right? Right, 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 right. Like, if they draft Melo instead of Milicic, like, that, that, that changes everything. It's like that compounded, you know, over the course of many years. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Real quick, I'm mm-hmm. sending you something right now, and I'm going to need you to check your phone. Okay. This is a perfect example. Uh, sorry, I just thought of it, and, like, we started talking about the Thunder, but I'm going back to the Knicks again, mm-hmm. which is that if you look at this list, if you scroll down, like, starting at, like, 2000, right? Like, we've been bad for a very long time. And then if you look at how high these picks are, this shit is devastating. Dude, I have no idea who these people are. Well, not even that. It's just, look, like, we've never had that high of picks. Like, like we had, like, 9, 7, and 8. But, like, then you have, like, fucking 20th pick, then the 23rd, then the 38th. We fucking 2010 we didn't have a round one pick 2012 we didn't have a round one pick you know it's like we just yeah. trade away all of our shit and get nothing and, the, but, and then none of these picks the highest pick i see here is rj barrett at three yeah and then the the next best one is chris Tapps at four yeah you know what i mean like yeah. and, and then the rest of it's like just shit that didn't work out like, see and did, i thought dude i thought kevin knox was gonna be i mean there's still time on him of course but i thought right. he was gonna be like uh hit the ground running type guy um, uh, like, but these some of these players aren't that bad. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. But then again, they get good at other places. Like Tim yeah. Hardaway was great. <laughs> He's good in Dallas. Uh, Iman Shumpert was good in uh Cleveland. Uh, Gallinari was great. Yeah, Gunna, Channing Fry, David Denver. Lee, Trevor Ariza. Like these guys that panned out, they just didn't pan out. <laughs> On the Knicks. Right, and the answer might be because they couldn't have panned out on the Knicks. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not even a fault of, like, the, like, that's not even a fault of timing, I don't think. I don't think it's a matter of, like, like, oh, they just, they got good after they left. I think it's, like, they got good because they left. (laughs) Boy, that's just a depressing list to look at. Bro, we drafted Ronaldo Bachman in round one at some point. This is, just fucking hurts my soul. All right. Yeah, so now that I'm done feeling terrible about myself, uh, yeah, so what's, uh, what's next on it? Oh, Mulan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, uh, Mulan, the live-action adaptation of the animated movie from the 90s that was supposed to come out back in March, um, it was pushed to Disney Plus by Disney, 
Um, but it's not just premiering on Disney Plus like Hamilton or like I don't know, like like an older Disney movie. They're actually uh, gonna ask people to pay to play to pay on top of the seven dollars a month. They're asking them to pay uh, $29.99 to, I believe, own it. I want to I want to double check that, but I'll, I'll check in a moment. But I believe it's to own it, not just to rent. Um, and so this, I think, is huge because for the longest time, it was like sort of like, oh, you know, these smaller movies, they'll get pushed to HBO Max or Hulu or Netflix or Disney Plus, you know, whatever. Like Hamilton got pushed to a streaming service um the king of long island got pushed to like vod and like american pickle the one that just came out with uh seth rogan on hbo max that one got pushed it was going to be on uh like in theaters but it was always sort of assumed that the big blockbusters were going to stay in theaters like no matter what you know mulan was always gonna be in theaters uh black widow and all the other um movies that were that keep getting pushed tenant um they're gonna stay in theaters so this is huge, or maybe not. It could not be huge. So it it depends on how it does, right? Um, so it's premiering on September 4th, like over Labor Day weekend. And it depends to see if this is just like an outlier, where it was a situation where Disney just could not keep pushing it for more and more. Um, I'm sure there was a tipping point where it was like, well, if we release it here, it'll make more money than if we keep pushing it and spending money on the push. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, I don't think... I can't imagine this being a, a full paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Um, like, $30 is a lot to ask someone to just sit in their house and watch it. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. But I, I feel like it's a lot. But then when I go, okay, well, it depends on the movie, right? So if you have, like, a big blockbuster movie like... Um, what was going to be huge for kids this week, this year? Like the Minions. There was going to be like a third, either I think a second Minions or a fourth Despicable Me, whatever, like that franchise. Right. There was going to be one this summer. So I think if that gets pushed to HBO Max or whatever, with an extra little cat, you know, a bit more cash, I think that, I mean, that's worth it for parents, you know? Because if right. you got two kids, they love Despicable Me. You pay 30 bucks, that's, you know, you got food at home, that's cheaper by, like, 30 bucks than what you would have been paying. Yeah, but I, for something... I can see it for kids' movies, specifically, yeah. because yeah. You're, you're buying all those extra tickets, and then, aside from that, like, the, bringing kids to the movie theaters, I have to imagine, unless you're, like, don't give a shit, it's gotta be, like, a little stressful, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like yep. if I decided to bring Julian to a movie theater... Like, once he's a little older, it's going to be a matter of, like, the moment he starts acting up, like, we're just going to leave and I'm going to waste that money. You know what I mean? Because I'm yeah. not going to ruin this for everyone else. Now, right. there are totally people who just let their kid fucking cry yeah. and be uh-huh. awful. But, um, like, that would be, you're more willing to take that chance if it's $30 and, you know, if something goes wrong, I can pause it. Or right, if something right. goes wrong, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, you can possibly take a snack or, like, if they're getting antsy, they can take a nap and then you can come back to it, yeah. Right, so that would make sense, but I think any, I think anything that's even remotely geared towards like not kids, mm-hmm. I th- I think that kind of money is still a large ask because there's still, it's still a movie theater. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, like if you're gonna spend the same amount, like I'd much rather do it at a movie theater. Right, right. Um, unless you're the type, unless you have so much money that like you have like a full theater set up at your house, mm-hmm. in which case like 
this isn't really an issue for you anyways. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, like, I bought a sound bar, right? And I have, like, I think my TV is, like, 55 inches. And, like, so I, I have a setup that's okay, right? Like, I'm not just watching it on a laptop or in my room. But it's just not the same, right? Like, it's just right. not it's the same not. as watching it in a theater, like, no matter what. So it's it'll be interesting to see sort of, you know, what happens if they, if they you know, if they make enough money or... Or not like I mean I'm gonna I'll probably buy it, um, just because I I really do want to see it and I I heard great reviews before it came out because they I think they had a the premiere was like just before everything got shut down, <laughs> so it'll be it'll be interesting to see for me like you know if if like after I pa- after I pay like thirty bucks if I'm like yeah that was worth it or like if I was like damn I got fucking screwed out of thirty bucks like what the hell the so, other thing is is that thirty. 30- there's a chance that even 30 bucks right now will be worth it. And then 30 bucks a year from now when things are sorted out better and movie theaters are open, it's not, you know what I mean? Right. That's the other thing. It's like 30 bucks might be worth it right now because there's no other way for you to watch that movie. Right. Right. And I'll always, 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 I will always take the upcharge. Um, if it means the theater. So like if somebody, if, if it changes everything and movies are coming out at the same time as theaters and at home it's, three bucks in the theater it's 10 i'll just take that extra 10 and like i'll be like you know i got a better service for it right like i got something out of it it's kind of like how we were talking about about you know hamilton what going to see it on broadway or in a theater and then go or going to or watching it at home like it's not the same thing to me at all right 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 and it i don't think it is for anybody you know what i mean yeah so i i don't that's why i don't foresee this being like a full long-term like paradigm shift in, in yeah. any real sort of way um but it, it is it if it opens up an option you know what i mean if there's mm-hmm. an option where it opens in theaters and also at home then like i guess that can't really hurt anything you know what i mean like right it's just a, 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 that's not something i'd want if if somehow that took over and theaters died out because of it i'd be very like upset you know what i mean like because it's mm-hmm. not the same yeah, and then like, I, I like, and then they're gonna. They said that they're gonna release it um, in theaters eventually, or in some other countries. But like, so is it just because we f- fucked up the re- coronavirus response? It could be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I saw a chart. I can't. I don't know who retweeted it uh, on Twitter. It was like a. It was just like a map of the United States, and it was like green if you're trending positive yellow if it's like reason to be cautious which kind of to me sounds like you know you can't really tell either way Mm -hmm. and then like light like like regular red if it's trending poorly and like dark red if it's trending really bad Mm -hmm. and like i didn't count it but i'm gonna say at least like 30 to 35 states were dark red like 10 were red yeah there were like two green ones and like three yellow ones it's like fuck dude we have fucked this up so bad. <sighs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I'm reading the, the Disney CEO's um, sort of press release thing. And he says that it's a one-off. Like, he says that this is not how they're going to go. Like, you know, everything else will be in theaters. Like, Black Widow and whatever else they had coming out this November. But then again, they said that Mulan wasn't going to be on Disney Plus no matter what, like two months ago. Right. So it shows you how quickly things can change. Like exactly. if shit's still bad in two months, I mean, like Black Widow's going to be there on Thanksgiving, right? Or whatever. Yeah. But it just sucks, dude. Because like I'm like you know like I was excited to see this one in theaters. I love going to the movies. Um, it's probably 
I'm going to go ahead and say more than sports and concerts and just being outside or whatever, um, and restaurants, like movies are probably like the thing that I just kind of like miss the most. Cause like, like we're movie theaters because like every week I would like, so go on the cheap Tuesday nights. So like my Regal, that's like five minutes away from my house on Tuesdays, they have $5 nights. So you just buy a ticket and it's five bucks and like, that's it. And so like me and like between like five to 10 of my friends, we would go and just watch whatever fucking movie came out. And usually the movies were good or they were solid, but it was like sort of like, even if it turned out shitty, it was only $5. So it was only $5. And even if it was shitty, you know, when we came out of the theater, I could be like, guys, what did you think? Oh, it was shitty. All right. That was such a shit when they did this. Like who does that? Right. You have like, you know, it, it forms like a communal experience. Um, just from watching a shitty movie. Or if it was great, you're like, God, that was amazing. That was so good, right? Right. Um, but now that's gone. So it sucks. And I would have loved to have done that with Mulan or Black Widow and, and definitely Tenant, which would have already been out a month uh, at this point. Um, but it sucks. And I hope they make it through, but who knows? Yeah. Um, it does suck. I, I never watched that many movies um, just because the theater here in Asheville is not great. Um, yeah, and it's only seven screens too. Yeah. yeah, and also like the movies they choose to show on it are very odd. Um, yeah. like, I guess well, I take that back. It's not odd if I look at the general population and demographic that is Asheville. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they're picking the right movies for the uh, to make the most money. It's just not the demographic that I fall into. Um, yeah, but like, it, so I it was always like a trip up to Greensboro. You know what I mean for us. Yeah, and then on top of that now with julian like it's it's usually not too bad like i usually have somebody that can watch them if, if we needed to mm-hmm. but it's you know it's just not on it's not on our priority list you know what i mean to like go watch yeah. a movie now um, yeah yeah i think you know i think once he gets older if it's something that he likes i think that's always fun like taking or kid even, to see. even when he's older it's not i don't feel as bad about getting someone else to watch him you know what i mean like right now he's like one oh, and man. all he's doing is running around and yanking shit off walls you know what i mean like like if i if someone watches him for two and a half hours or three hours i'm like i know that person by the end of that three hours has got to be like <laughs> i'm fucking done with this kid <laughs> like if i'm the only one watching him for three yeah. hours by the end of three hours i'm like I think I'm fucking done with this kid. <laughs> like, he's like just yanking everything. I'm just going to go drop him off at the fire department. Like, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> hey, can you guys watch him for a little bit? That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm heading out. I'll be back. Um, nah, well, I mean, um, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, I, was, I really wasn't going to say much of anything. I was just going to double down on that. So, like, it hasn't been, you know, a priority for us as far as going to the movies because mm-hmm. um, we since it's up in Greensboro, we always kind of just made a date out of it. You know what I mean? Went yeah. grabbed something to eat, went to the movies, yeah. um, and also stuff like because of that and the price and everything, it was like we only went for movies that we were both very interested in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like Mulan is not something I would have went to a theater for anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaylin probably would have wanted to because she loves Mulan. I never really watched it as a kid. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, no nostalgia for it. Yeah. Um, and what's weird is that this movie could be good just completely on its own. But, like, because it's just a remake, I'm just going to... I view it through the lens of, like, this is for people who already watched the first one. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like the Beauty and the Beauty and the Beast one and all those. But I, I do think that this one was 
I, just from what I thought and what like sort of what I could see from the trailers and stuff, it looked like it was at least different enough that it wasn't just like The Lion King or um, the one I just mentioned, Beauty and the Beast, right? It was at least different enough that it wasn't just like a straight remake of, right. of one of those. Um, what what was the last movie you saw in theaters? You think? Last movie I saw in theaters. I'm fucking terrible at this. Um, God, I really. I, we we go so infrequently that like yeah. the one I remember the most, just because I it was so great in movie theaters, is definitely not the last one we saw. Was yeah. I remember seeing Baby Driver in theaters and that was amazing. Um, the what's the what's the horror esque movie that came out with uh, it's a girl like a, a woman young woman getting married and the family's crazy with oh, the board uh, games cards or whatever. Ready or not, ready or not. That one was really good. That one might be the most recent one. I feel like that came out pretty recently. Yeah, that was last August. Okay. And then we went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that was last July. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it was probably that one, and then we saw Ready or Not, and I don't think we went to another movie um, okay. after that before, oh, gotcha. and then everything cracked down. But that's a solid two movies to watch. Um, I was yeah, very, no, yeah. I was very pleased with Ready or Not. I was like, the trailers, I wasn't sure um, <clears throat> about it. It kind of just seemed like a stereotypical one of those movies. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, uh, I'd read good reviews about it. And I was like, all right, well, you know, horror is one of those where, like, I feel like if it's anything less than great, it gets shitty reviews. Like, a horror movie that's just average gets terrible reviews. You know what I mean? Like, like there's some action movies I feel like that can just be average and just get average reviews. But horror movies, it's either, like, a fucking 90% on Rotten Tomatoes or a fucking 10. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it got good reviews. And so I went and watched it. And it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, my last one was the the Ben Affleck, the baseball coach or basketball coach movie, The Way Back. It oh, came yeah. out like in March. Like that was the last one. Although I don't know if I want to make that my last one like in my mind just cuz it was it was just I was okay. Gonna say, that didn't seem very good to me. That's, that seemed like a weird version. Like he's just trying real hard to be coach Carter. Like this is what yeah. it seemed like. Like it was just okay. So I'm going to go with the one I saw before that one as like my ultimate like, last movie quote I saw in theaters and it was The Invisible Man. So I'll oh, make it. Oh, I did watch The Invisible Man. That was probably that was probably the last one then. Oh, okay. We watched yeah, the Invisible I, Man in theaters. Yeah, then that was it. Yeah, because that one was like a week before I watched The Way Back, and The Way Back was like literally like two days before everything went to shit. So okay, yeah, we definitely watched the Invisible Man in theaters. That yeah. was really good. Also, that's a good one. That's a good one to end yeah. it on. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Damn. All right. Yeah, it came out clutch, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one was really good. It was an interesting take on it, and like it, I, I remember when that movie came out. There were people saying that, like, some people were saying that it loses, it lost some of, like, the, uh, I don't know. They were saying it lost something out of us knowing that there was actually a guy the whole time. But see, um, but I, so I like that. Right, and that's, and that, and then I saw another, and I was like, yeah, I could see where that would add a different layer to it. You know what I mean? Like, if we yeah. didn't know. But then yeah. I, I saw another person that was, like, saying, you know, like, we already have enough of those movies. Like, we already have enough of the movies where it's this person. Like, we can't tell, like, like if this woman's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, like it, that's, like, worn out, really, kind of, at this point. And it adds, like, a different level of suspense that 
people don't believe her, and rightfully so. Like, you know she's not lying, but you also understand why other people would be like, you're insane. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you get to know, but still understand why everyone's acting the way they are. Right. No, yeah, I I totally agree. I, I see, I like that. I don't know if I have I have we talked about it on here before. I feel like I think we might have, or maybe I was talking to my girlfriend Sydney about it. I don't think but we've I, talked about it on here before, but um, either way, uh, we'll rehash it. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I like that in that movie because in most ghost movies, right? Because it's basically like a ghost movie. Like right. shit moves, and you're like, oh my god, something moved. Did you see that? Did you see that? It's like a fucking uh, what was that? Paranormal movie? activity. Paranormal <laughs> activity, right? It's like that. Except, so, like, for me, whenever I watch those movies, it's creepy and it's scary. But then you go, what is the ghost trying to do, right? Like, what what is the limit of the ghost powers? Is it only at night? And if it can move shit during the day, why doesn't it just kill the people, right? Like, the right. fucking, like, the, what are the movies? The Conjuring, right? Yeah. Like, those families, the family's in the house, and then, like, the clown, the, the clown, the fucking ghost <laughs> goes and, like, scares the mom by clapping or, like... It, like, picks up a girl and throws her across the room. And it's, like, yeah, that's, like, scary because it is freaky to see that. But it's, like, well, what is the ghost trying to achieve, right? Right. But for this one, you know that it's a person. Yeah. And you know that it's a a dude that wants to hurt her and make her feel like she's going crazy. So it makes total sense when you're seeing this because it makes sense why he's doing that. Like, you're, you're like, you get the the motivation like that. You see that he's a fucking crazy guy and he's going to torture her because, you know... That he's a real person that just happens to be invisible, right? And that you know what's funny? The Invisible Man. Hold on, let me let me Google something before I sound like an asshole, um, and I'm just blatantly wrong. So Invisible Man runtime. It's two hours, so that's yeah. not bad. Um, it's not like a super long one. It's not short, but like I, I think that's another one that kind of benefits from what we talked about with Palm Springs, where it's like. People will buy into a time loop movie, right? Like right. this one, they they didn't need to characterize the villain mm. or even really the main character super hard because the opening scene of her like being scared to mm. like that her, I think they're married, right? Husband being scared that her yeah. husband will wake up and figure out she's trying to leave. And then mm. all the lengths that she has to go to to make things, you know what I mean? Like, like the lengths to which she's going and the amount of fear there, I think characterizes really everything you need to know about right. either of the characters in like a five-minute span. Exactly. And not, not, not like a word is said, right? It's right. all silent. It's all just like in like stairs or like when she drops something and makes a noise like and she like reacts to it, it seems like somebody just like punched her in the gut like she's like terrified right like it's if, when that if happens. she makes a noise it's like yeah she's like this could end everything and yeah. then like and, and then you get the different level where like i think like the dog starts barking and the alarms start going off yep. and it's like overdrive fear so like you get the extra level of like now nah, this is a fucking problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you see what yeah, yeah like if she's this scared this this guy is like a fucking monster and you see all the security shit and the cameras and shit you're like oh shit she's like in a prison pretty much right um, so I think that, yeah, that's like super efficient and it's so good. Cause you could have easily had like a scene where, you know, she's talking to a friend he's like he, for like 10 minutes me like, he does this, he does that. I'm terrified. Right. But you, you can don't... have a bunch of exposition to like yeah. give all these awful things he's done and the way she didn't deserve them and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But like, you don't need that. All you need like is the emotion behind it and it's yeah. filmed super well and it gives off everything. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, it's all show don't tell kind of shit. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. and that works. And I think. You know, it, that one didn't feel super long either. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That one yep, never yep. felt like it was dragging on. And I think it's because 
like that definitely could have helped. You know what I mean? Like you, you could shave 15 minutes off your fucking runtime by just like, let's just do this part efficiently and we yeah. can skip all this other exposition just to like flesh out characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's another one kind of like Palm Springs where like, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I will say, and I'm sure I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll agree with me and that by the end, something happens. She does something yep. and you kind of go like, I don't know, like that's not really believable, but the movie has done such a good job that you're kind of, it's kind of playing with house money that you just go, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, yeah like, like, exactly. I'll, I'll accept it. I'll take it. Right. Absolutely. And, and again, like <laughs> this is my go-to is that I'm a person with limited experience, uh, life experiences and experiences of that kind. And you know, maybe, maybe that is believable. You know what I mean? Right. Like, maybe right. I don't find that's it true. believable, but you know, maybe that's something that makes sense in, in the grand scheme of things if I had yeah. been in those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, like, how, yeah, I, I totally agree. And like we said a couple of weeks ago about that one game you were talking about, The Invisible Man, I think, isn't like it's a great movie. Like it's not an all time like amazing movie, but it's the best version of that movie you could possibly make. I right. Think. Yeah. Like it's not a 10 out of 10. It's not an 8 out of 10. It's an 8 out of 8. Right. I wasn't going for 10. I just want, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't trying to I'm just, Yeah, I'm just doing, like, the genre. lean. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I have these notes I want to hit, and I fucking nailed them, and that's all you needed. And this came exactly. out great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And that's one right. that I could fucking call an 80 and and still be 100% on Rotten Tomatoes because they don't fucking rate things. They just exactly. aggregate the good ratings. They just aggregate <laughs> things. Yes, it's it's fresh. That's all you need to know. It's not 100 fresh. It's not 100 on Metacritic. It's just fresh. Yeah, exactly. It's just a solid tomato. Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of athlete, speaking of things that are uh, tomatoes that might be rotten, I want to jump to sort of something that we talked about last week about rappers that didn't quite make it but this right. week i wanted to touch on athletes that didn't quite make it specifically athletes that you thought were going to be huge either because you saw them in college or because they had like a good rookie year or two and you were like god this guy's gonna just fucking just go off and he's gonna be awesome um and so do, uh do you have any or like um yeah do you yeah. so so let's see um all right so i'm gonna start with I mean, here's the deal. I was I was never super into sports in general until high school. Really, mm-hmm. like I didn't I didn't follow them super close to middle school and and like just kind of knew names at that point. Um, but like I remember thinking Matt Liner was supposed to be the next coming of God. Um, like, yep, yep. Matt same. Liner was a monster in college from what I remember or heard, and then like just just something I don't know what happened. He just didn't translate at all. Yeah, like he was yeah. bad. The moment I, he got there, right? he was at the Cardinals, right? Yes, yes, he got drafted by the Cardinals, I think, in 06. Right, and then he had his job taken by by fucking Kurt, Kurt Warner, Warner, right? Yeah, like a year or two later, yeah. <laughs> and he, there's that like picture of him in the jacuzzi with the girls, and he's like, Yeah, I don't give a fuck, man. It's what I'm partying, I'm USC. It's interesting that you pick him first because my, my first pick in this sort of or the push oh, that yeah. comes to mind immediately is his teammate Reggie Bush, and I feel like him and Leinert are both like the patron saints of just like wait, what the hell happened? Kind of like situation. Right, and I think what's funny to me is that this is uh, it, it. It doesn't change the amount of confusion that goes into it, or maybe it changes the amount of confusion, but it doesn't change like the level. I, I don't. I don't really know how to explain it. 
what I'm going to say is it's still just as much of a shock to me that he it went as poorly as it did. But at least with Matt Leiner, like quarterbacks just straight up don't work in the NFL a lot. Like there's a lot of quarterbacks who are great in college and just don't work out to the NFL because yeah. Yeah. the step up in like complexity of defenses and stuff is like so next level. That, right. that they, like they figure you the out after like game. a year or two. Yeah. Right, right. So like it, it, it makes there are a lot of quarterbacks that just don't work out. You know what I mean? So like you can say like Matt Liner definitely should have worked out, but like you know he just at the end of the day he just ends up on this list with a, a bunch of other quarterbacks that like were great in college and just had yeah. no chance in the NFL. Yeah, Reggie Bush. I still don't know why he wasn't great. <laughs> like he's fast. <laughs> well, before. I was gonna say before you move on from Leonard, he also you know he is the he he is the uh, the topic of one of the best lines in hip hop I think you know got a Trojan in my pocket Matt Leonard. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who uh, says that line? I'm drawing. Uh, Sai the Prince oh, yeah, and kinda, Soa Paul. Yeah. Has a Trojan in my pocket, Matt Leonard. JT with the pathfinder. The pathfinder. Yeah, but. Yeah, Matt Liner is is a tagline on a great hip hop line by a terrible rapper. Um, <laughs> but apparently, he snuck that the that that uh, uh, verse on that song, and like they just kind of left it in. It really? was kind of like, oh yeah, he was just kind of he. I think he was supposed to be like the person who was supposed to pass it from one person to another to Kanye or or reverse that, yeah. and he just snuck his verse on there, and then they just never took it off. <laughs> that lines up. That lines up because that <laughs> list of artists on So Appalled, it's what it's Jay Z, Kanye, Push Pusha T, and then Sai the Prince. And I, yeah. I remember every time I was like, "Are we sure?" Like you know how sometimes you'll see a song on YouTube and it'll be the song, and then like just the guy who uploaded it just like throw his his verse at the end, and it like yeah. it'll say like So Appalled, Kanye West, Pusha T, Jay Z, and then fucking like. Anonymous rapper, fucking fifty-eight on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, it looks yeah. like an official track listing. Like the mm-hmm. whole time, I was like, "Are we sure that like when I downloaded this album, that, like I didn't?" That it was the re- yeah. <laughs> I do like I, I like that line, and I like the the line with the girl. You know, yeah. the way he says, "Found out about I met April, this- so she chose the march." Yeah, yeah. I met this girl on Valentine's Day. Fucked her in May. She found out about April, so she chose to march. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I like that. But I remember reading a thing that says like there's. A lot of God, what is it? It was like a lot of Kanye's lines recently, and I'm not gonna say recent. I guess maybe not recently, like since he had his full blown fucking uh, episode. Um, yeah, since he died horrifically in a hang gliding <laughs> accident in 2016. All right, <laughs> <R. A>. Peter. <laughs> they never found his body. <laughs> But before that, where his lyrics were starting to go downhill, like, I, I remember reading that Saha the Prince was ghostwriting a lot of these lines for him, and I was like, mm-hmm. that lines up. That lines up that Saha the Prince <laughs> is ghostwriting for him, and now he's got lines about, like, bleaching his shirt via a girl's asshole. Like, that, that lines yeah. up to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to find an example of it, like, online that I could at least point mm-hmm. to, but I couldn't. But, like, I do remember reading that. I, I don't know yeah. if it's fact-checked, but I do remember but Reggie Bush. Uh. Reggie Bush, dude. Oh, well, before, it's still on Matt Liner real quick. So he, here are his stats. So in 2016, he gets drafted. He starts 
11 games, right? And you're like, okay, they gave him some time, right. you know, and then down the stretch, he had 11 touchdowns, 2,500 yards, but 12 picks. Yeesh. And you're like, okay, well, then 27, 20, or 2007, he'll be better. Nope. Dude started five games, played five before. I guess he was benched. He got hurt. He had 600 yards, two Ooh. touchdowns, <laughs> four picks. Two Bro. touchdowns over five games. Two touchdowns. And so that means his average stat line had to have been. Roughly like 100 110 yards. Yep, yep. Like, coin flip if he's going to get a touchdown that game, but he's definitely throwing one pick. <laughs> yep, yep. And then by 2008, he didn't start any because Kurt Warner took over and took him to the Super Bowl. How bad do you have to... Bro, you are like the number one pick. I, I don't know if he actually was the number one pick, but... He was. He was? Okay, yeah. you were the number one pick. You're the heir apparent. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. He was the 10th overall. Sorry. 10th, 10th overall. Okay. Either way, you're a big-name quarterback that everyone's expecting to see. You come in, you're like heir apparent. You're, you're, you know, you're playing for the Cardinals. And then within two years, you're fucking sitting out in this old-ass fucking <laughs> decrepit dude who has already had his prime come and go brings your team to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh-huh. God. Okay, like, I can't even imagine. Because Kurt Warner was really good, and it just sucks that it had to be him, and, you know, he never got his, his chance to get the job back. But it is what it is. Yeah. I have to uh, think that they that, that word got out. You know what I mean? I have to think that, like, they, he was still in training camp or in practices and stuff and just still not working out. And everyone was like, I don't I, I don't think that one's going to work regardless of, regardless <laughs> of team or situation. I just don't think it's going to yeah. work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's them too, and then uh, on to Reggie. I mean Reggie Bush. I think we talked about he. I th- see, I think he had a solid career in terms of somebody like that would be like Darren Sproles, right? Right. Like a guy except, who like catches it out of the backfield, returns it here or there. Except, except Darren Sproles had a better career than Reggie Bush, and yeah, Reggie Bush was yeah. fucking Reggie Bush. <laughs> right, dude. That's what I was just gonna say. I was like, except Reggie Bush was supposed to be fucking Jesus football, right? <laughs> like he was supposed to be like, you know, 2,000 yards, first dude to get 2,000 yards in back-to-back seasons. Like he was gonna be the next big thing, right? And, you know, he so he comes out. I'll give you his it's rushing yards. he never won the Heisman. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that was the year that the Heisman Trophy winner died in a hang gliding accident. <laughs> <laughs> they never found his body. <laughs> Rest in peace, Reggie Bush. Rest in peace, uh, that, that other Reggie Bush. Reg, Reggie P. Bush. Uh, so, I mean, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with New Orleans. Yeah. Um, he and His rushing yards were 500, 500, 400, 300, 150, which I'm guessing he got hurt. But then he had 1,000 yards. 986, and then another 1,000. But those were with Miami. So he was, like, serviceable towards, like, the back end, but right. he wasn't what he, what people thought he was going to be. Right. There's no reason in my head that coming out of college he couldn't have been Christian McCaffrey. You know what I mean? Exactly. Back yes, yes. And it's like, what happened? Right, yes. McCaffrey, or who's another guy that's sort of, like, shifty that turned out to be really good? Like, uh, LaShawn McCoy, maybe? LaShawn McCoy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he did not really turn into that at all. Yeah. Um, which is wild. Yeah. Um, do you want to do ahead. one more guy, and we can both talk about him? Okay. Yeah. Do you, you want to <laughs> guess who it, who I want to talk about? I'm gonna guess it's Manziel. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> well, well, there's Victor Cruz here, but I, I I feel like he we can just touch on him super quick. He basically yeah, just well, got hurt a lot. 
Yeah, and, and then I'm going to touch on one super quick that was on my list, which is Trent Richardson, which oh, right. turned into a pile of dog shit. Oh, my God. I don't, <laughs> I don't Dude, know yeah. what happened. He came out of the combine, was <clears throat> fucking jacked. Bro, he is like the most stout-looking human I've ever seen in my life. He ran a good 40, if I'm not mistaken. And then, like, just came into the, I drafted him in fantasy football. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this going to beat the fucking, oh, he's going to win me this league. And nothing. No, nope, nope. And yep, your yep, your yep. stat. Give me your stat. Oh, he his career long rush is shorter than Peyton Manning's career long rush, which is which is insane. fucking terrible. <laughs> Trent Richardson would be ashamed that Peyton Manning carrying all fifty five pounds of weight in his head uh, <laughs> with his giant forehead was able to outrun him. Yeah. So I, I always remember. Um, so, so Peyton Manning's career-long rush was 33 yards. Trent Richardson's career uh, run was 32. Oh, God, that's embarrassing. Yikes. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I always remember him in college because I think he won the Heisman, right? I, th- I think, think so. I think it was Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, and then Derrick Henry were the ones that won the Heisman for Alabama. I yeah, think. And, yeah, and then Mark Ingram... It's good. It's good. Yeah, no, yeah, he's been pretty good. Derrick Henry's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trevor Sidemills just shit the bed, bro. <laughs> he just let Alabama down. Dude, I always remember that juke he had against, I think it was Ole Miss, where he's running on the sidelines. And, dude, he literally is going, like, 15 miles per hour, stops on a fucking, like, dime, and the defender's, like, legs just collapse. And, like, let me see if I can find it. Like, here, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. talk about Trent for a Trent little bit. Trent Richardson jukes poor old Miss defensive back into smithereens and scores touchdown. That's the title of the video. Yeah, smith- <laughs> see. Oh, let me watch. Yeah, dude, you got to watch it. Yeah. So, he's running. Uh, he runs to the right. Straight the middle. Straight the middle. And then he go, cuts to the right. And yep. if I remember correctly, yeah, okay. So, he's running to the right. And then you'll see it in one second. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you gotta see it here. Like, if it's only if what it's kills a... me so much is that why he like jukes the dude is like behind him and to the left. Like, why did he dude, even take the time to destroy yeah, that man? Go back to search and look. Uh, there should be like a one that's like a minute and eight seconds long. Oh wait, no, yeah, yeah, and you you'll see it from the sideline camera, which is even more devastating, dude. Or maybe I think it's this one. Let me see it. Hold on, I'm watching it now thrilling podcast content yeah yeah it's that one you see it you see it you're watching hold on i'm looking it up now jukes old miss right yeah it's like uh, uh trent richardson's shake trent, on old yeah on, yeah all right so okay you can jump ahead to like 50 seconds okay and, and so then... and while you right, watch so... that i'll like talk about him so yeah so he was gonna be the next big thing and then he just kind of shit the bed and um didn't quite make it not like derrick henry right how does th- how does that happen also, it's the same system. It's Alabama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it if it's going to translate from one dude, oh. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Again, that defender is behind him and to the left. He stops, jab steps, like, backwards. That defender is so scared. He, like, falls backwards. <laughs> and he just keeps running straight. Dude, why did Richardson do that? Like, why did Why did you he... take the time out of your day to ruin that to man? To ruin that man's life. He, there was no need to, because you didn't have to juke back. You could literally just, like, stiff arm him. And he just... Yeah, Trent Richardson had to have had a vendetta against that. Yeah, it was like, I'm making you like, look juke... bad in the film room next week. Like... Dude, that, that's, like, one of the best jukes, like, I've ever seen. It's up there with the uh, Braxton Miller spin move. 
Do you remember that one? I From don't. the VT game? Here, look it up real quick. <laughs> more uh, riveting podcast. More riveting <laughs> Yeah, you got to look at this Braxton Miller... Braxton Miller spin, spin move. move. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember him from? Uh, he was at um, Ohio State. Ohio State. All right. There's an ad. I'm sure. Um, no, I, I didn't get it. Oh, yo. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that before. That yeah. dude dove full speed. <laughs> yeah, dude. He like that is the greatest spin move I will ever you'll ever see. Look, I'm gonna play with the uh, audio. Miller, the shotgun, gets free on the air. Braxton Miller's loose. Woo. Woo. <laughs> that's a bad man yeah but yeah so yeah trent richardson it just didn't pan out in the nfl but the one we want to talk about is manzel yes yes so i see because i thought he was gonna be like a scrambler right like a fucking like right. brett Favre, like he was gonna um run but he was gonna be able to slide like a michael vick i mean no not like i mean no 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 whatever I literally, the words came out of my mouth and I was literally like, what the fuck? You tried to grab him by the like, no, like, no, 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 That is like, you know how Bomani Jones has two Americas? That's like a two Americas. <laughs> yeah, you just, <laughs> you tried so hard to pull that I like, back. I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said. But he, I thought he was going to be pretty good. Spirit turned off his microphone and walked out. <laughs> Yo, you walked in with that statement like the uh, the, the fucking Simpson shift where his dad walked oh, yeah, the Simpson. Sat down and grabs him yeah. and like, walked back out. <laughs> You're like, Johnny Manziel is going to be the next Michael Vick. Then you pick that hat back up and leave. Immedi- yeah, <laughs> I immediately knew what I said was fucking stupid. Um, <clears throat> but I oh, thought he was going to be good. And the thing is, I, I, he is somebody who I remember watching him before he was even like super famous. Cause I remember so fucking vividly. It was my sophomore year of college. I was in like our living room area with my roommate, Zach, and we were up early to watch like the noon games mm-hmm. and the noon game starts in Texas A&M. And they were playing, I think it was LSU, or it was like it was like a shitty team or somebody because it was like week one. And they were like, here's right. the new, he's the redshirt freshman quarterback for uh, Texas A&M. He's Johnny Manziel. And they, or no, yeah, they were like, he's Johnny Manziel. I was the like, next oh. Michael Vick? The next Michael Vick, they said. So it said, around these parts of Texas down here. <laughs> and they put up his high school stats. And they were like, this man threw for 80 yards. And rushed, or not 80 yards, 80 uh, touchdowns. <laughs> I was going to say, all right, Matt Leiter. <laughs> he threw for 80 touchdowns, and he ran for 80 touchdowns in college. Damn. Or in high school. And I was, my friend Zach and I were like, what the hell? Who is this guy? God damn. And then, of course, that season, he goes on to, you know, win the Heisman. Um, But, so, yeah. For me, I never thought, I, I never thought Manziel was going to work. And... and my whole issue was that when I watched him play, like he, you said, like like you said, he was great at like scrambling in the pocket. Yeah. But too much of that, from what I saw, was like, in my opinion, like a lot of his scrambles was like, were like, d- dudes like linebackers and defensive linemen like reaching out, getting like one hand on him. And then him, like, shaking free of that one hand. Yeah. And, and then, my whole thing was that, like, when you get to the NFL, if Ndamukong Sue gets even a pinky on you, it's a wreck. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. you're not shaking you think that Aaron Donald? Was... Yeah, you think you're going to Trent Richardson Aaron Donald? No, dude, he's going to destroy you. And I think that's what ended up happening is that, you know, there's a difference between guys who run and, and can fall forward or out of bounds, like someone like um, Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton. 
because you cannot take those hits over and over and over and over again. Like you have right. to be good at scrambling, but then knowing when to drive, knowing when to you know um, run out of bounds. And I think um, right, and there's Wilson's also a good... different level of shiftiness between like yeah. getting loose and never getting touched. Right, you know what I mean. And that's like Lamar Jackson never got touched. You know what I mean. Yes. Like Lamar Jackson will juke you, and you'll be two yards away now. Yeah, like the Manziel was like a lot of just barely getting away. It was you know like Romo, I mean? like, just, right? Yeah, the... but Romo. I have to imagine in college probably looked better than Romo in the NFL as far as getting away from tackles. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like we saw what happens when that catches up to you, you know? Right. You end up with like fucking eight back surgeries and, yeah. and you know, your ribs are constantly damaged and, and everything like that. Yeah. Which by the way, I never understood how Romo broke so many tackles because the only move he had was either he dipped forward, like crouched basically, yeah. or he just did his little spin move. But like, hey, spin move. I, or I, he did I, the he did the fucking the one where he like the stutter like where he like, somebody's coming at him and he like stops, you know, he does yeah. like that that stop going forward, kinda like the Trent Richardson one. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like how how are how are you juke it was like it's like anytime we talk about Jason Witten's juke. Like, Jason Witten has this slow-ass juke, and it's, like, the most lethargic-looking shit I've ever seen in my life. It's but like then, like, right, some yeah. dude will just slide off of his legs. And I'm like, how, dude? How are you not able to bring him down? Exactly. The, 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 the man has calcium deposits the size of rocks in his kneecaps. Like, come on, man. But sure enough, dude, he'd be fucking going up the middle and he'd hit that fucking slow-ass juke. Yeah. And some dude would, like, just get an arm on the knee and then just, like, lose it. And there it goes, like, yeah, from, from third and five to first and ten every single time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Romo would just, like, and I have to imagine at some point you just have to be ready for the spin, but no one ever was. Yeah. Like, you just hit the spin and they were gone. And I was like, how? Every yeah. time. Yeah, but but yeah, Manziel didn't have that. You nope. know what I mean? Like Manziel would just like try and get away and just get pulled down because, like I said, when a grown ass man like fucking Aaron Donald is getting a hand on you, you're not shaking that loose, dude. You're going down. Yeah, and what's crazy is that I think didn't the Browns draft Richardson and Manziel? Wasn't that the Browns for both of them? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like what they hey they got they got Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb, but before that it was Manziel and Richardson. And one of those sets is way better than the other. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because I don't even think man, Mayfield's great. <laughs> Just Nick Chubb's a beast. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so Manziel I never thought was going to make it. But I, he fooled a lot of people. So that was one where, like, realistically, if I'm being honest, like I can say I knew, but, like, I feel like that one was probably just a toss-up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. For me, like, I, I didn't think he was going to be amazing. I don't know, I I don't know that much more than other NFL, like, experts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, so in my head, I had one anecdotal bit of evidence, and then he happened to not work out, and I was like, see? Yeah. I mean, this is a league that has fucking Josh Allen out there, you know, playing well. And what's his name? Garner Minshew. Like, 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 like if you saw Garner Minshew in college, and you saw Johnny Manziel, like, how do you, like... Is one really that much better than the other? Like, can you tell me, like, oh, Minshew's going to be the guy to make it? Like, no. Like, it's, sometimes right. it's just, like... I do think Josh Allen is, is noticeably more athletic than Manziel. <laughs> oh, well, he's... Yeah, well, he's bigger. Uh, he's more like Cam Newton than, than yeah. Manziel. But... Oh, he's more Gardner... like Cam Newton? That Oh, that was your two Americas comment right there. No, no, no. Because Bomani <laughs> Jones has even said that, <laughs> that Josh Allen should benefit from an offense more like Cam Newton's, <laughs> where they let him run. Because he is fast and he is big. Um, but that's, that's not me. I've, I've read that from, from respected <laughs> people on the other side of another America. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks that they didn't make it, but you know, not yeah. everybody's going to be Julio Jones or 
Yeah, sorry, Patrick a Mahomes. super quick one, though, yeah, just yeah. because I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Shout-out to the last person on my list, Peyton Hillis, who was on a, who was who had one year, was good, on a Madden cover, trash. Immediately, <laughs> added, like, I don't know what happened to him. Just all of a sudden, he was terrible, and that's all there was to it. <laughs> Uh, so the last thing we want to touch on is the North Carolina State Fair. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they canceled it for 2020, which of course, when it when the news came out, I was like, wait, they hadn't already canceled it. Like, right. don't, <laughs> like don't like not making this decision. Exactly. Like, don't like a fucking a hundred thousand people show up over the course of the two weeks. <laughs> like, what? Like, but I guess they were waiting for a miracle. Was, it, was this ever? Yeah. Was this ever in doubt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, it's like it's like if. Fucking like two days before the season starts, like Bill Belichick signs extension to continue coaching the Patriots. Like really, like like yeah. we didn't know this already. <laughs> exactly. It's like of course, duh. You go until you stop, man. So I was kind of sad. I mean, because I I love the fair, or like, I don't know. I, I I love and just don't love the fair, but I like it because like I've gone every year since I've lived in Raleigh. So this would have been I think the fifth or sixth year that I would have gone, and I like going. You know you. You eat the fucking like uh, like uh, turkey leg, or you get like a slushy, or you get like right. some weird food, or some shop some weird shit, or get some hush puppies, and you ride a ride. Maybe you get to see some pigs or some shit. Um, <laughs> but I've always liked that. I've always liked it. Always for me, it was always kind of like one of those things that's like, oh, it's fall now, right? Like it's sort of like right. a signifier as to the year. So I was a bummed. I was, you know, I so that. I have never gone to the fair. Oh. Um, riding rides. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. I have no problem with any amusement park ever, right? Mm-hmm. I'll ride every fucking ride at every amusement park. I don't care. If you go to a fair and you ride a ride, you're a goddamn psycho. <laughs> I, I, that I, adds I to the thrill, man. You could die at any moment. That's, I like, don't trust any ride to have the structural integrity if it can just be folded down and packed <laughs> up in a day. <laughs> Some, people tell me that all the time. They're like, well... What if the screws come loose? I'm like, good. That's what I want. Like, what are you talking about? I want to be on the Ferris wheel, fucking rolling down. I want to. I want to be spitting and then have a fucking bolt like land in my hand because it's flying off. Like, and then you're just like looking up fear, like in fucking terrible fear the whole time. Yeah, they're like, you mean like Final Destination three? What if that happens? I'm like, that's that's fun as shit. Did you not see the movie? Like. Which, real quick, brings me to, like, the most terrifying story I've ever had on at an amusement park mm-hmm. was at fucking um, Carowinds, back when Thunder Road, like, still went oh, both ways. Oh, yeah. I, as a kid, was on it, was tall enough to be on it. There was no, I didn't do any sort of, like, sketchy, like, like maneuvers to try and get past the height test. Yeah. But, like, something happened, and I slid like, I don't know what exactly happened, but I slid underneath the <gasps> lap bar and was just down in the bottom loose, like, for the ride. <laughs> and, and, like, my dad was with me, and, like, the whole ride, he was just, like, reached over, like, holding me as, like, tight as he could with his arm, like, wrapped around the lap bar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was be so like, fucking scared. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would be like, never again. I mean, dude, I, I, I remember Thunder Road. And it's like, if for those of you who haven't been to Carowinds, it's like one of those old timey like, um, or I guess they tore it down now, but it's like one of yeah. those wooden, the wooden ones that have like a yeah. fucking thousand wooden pillars and shit. And yeah. it's just like I think the hurler is the last one they still yeah. have that's wooden over there. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I went in middle school. They're so loud. Sorry. <laughs> they just fucking bang you around. And, like I had a headache after. They're they're, <laughs> they're not fun. But I went in middle school with 
my room, the the guy who's my roommate now, my friend Ryan, and I remember we were in the front, like the very front. We literally like waited a little bit longer to go to the very front of Thunder Road, like the the mm-hmm. first cart. So the thing goes over, right? You know, it's going going up the thing, clack 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 clack, and then we go over, dude. If you're in those front carts, you actually come off the tracks a little bit, and then you yeah. come back down. And so I remember so vividly, we came off the tracks. We came back down. I look over at him. He's looking over at me. We're both like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then that's when never, I was like, Thunder Road, never again, dude. <laughs> they used to, that one, they used to have two tracks on Thunder Road. It used to, they were the same. And one just the, the, uh, the thing ran forwards and the other one, like the, the carts were turned backwards. Yeah. So you were going backwards. You couldn't see where you're going. Then they, then they went to both forwards and then they turned, uh, like tore it down. Yeah, but yeah, that was just my terrifying story at amusement park. So I'm damn sure I ain't trusting a fucking fair ride, dude. Like, <laughs> I promise. I I see. I usually I don't do like any of the. I don't. I do like the the tilt the whirl ones, like the spinning ones. Like those are okay. You know what's you know what ride always terrifies me, even no matter how safe it is. Yeah, is is the one that's just like it's always like a ship. I was just gonna say that was like the pirate ship. At the top, you're like upside down for too long, and I'm like, at any point in time, like my legs could just slip loose and I'm just falling, dude. And worst case scenario is I fall, but as I'm falling, it fucking whips back around and (laughs) like drop kicks you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Fucking punched me through the sky. You know, fucking red mist. Yeah, dude, those are terrifying. I I don't ride those. Since I went to Carowinds, because the one in Carowinds is like the heavy duty one, and the one yeah. in Carowinds, you'll like get on it, and it'll be like, like literally upside down, and it'll keep you there for like ten seconds. Yeah, and then it'll just be like, all right, you like that bitch? All right, we're gonna stay here for longer, and then it swings back down, and then it comes back around. And you're like, oh, you like being upside down again? Ten more seconds, bitch, and then. And so and the I, whole time, like all your weight is on your legs, and you're like, "God damn, this hurts!" Like, like I gotta do, like you gotta tighten them up, like tighten your, like exactly. you're pinching your butt cheeks to keep position. You're like if I like if I loosen my asshole, dude, I'm falling out of this shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, so when I go, I I only really do the Ferris wheel. I love the Ferris wheel. That one's always fun. Yeah. Or it's it's not really like it. I, you know, you like can look out and shit. So I like that. But I also do this one. I don't know what it's called, but it's oh, when it, the line is always super long because it only fits eight people at a time so what it does is that it's it's like a long stick or it's like a long metal metal contraption and then on each end it has a pod and each pod has two people on each side facing opposite directions okay and so it loads one and then it takes them all the way to the top like 10 stories up and then it loads the other and so what it does is that the bar spins but then as the bar spins the pods themselves spin Spin. in vertically you know which ones i'm talking about i think i know what you're talking about and so like dude if you're going a certain way like you come over the like the top of it and it looks like you're about to just like smack right into the ground (laughs) and it's a lot like that one day that ride is going to it's gonna smack me yeah the the last smack (laughs) um and so i love that one but that one the line is always really long so I never ride that one. So it's basically just the Ferris wheel for me when I go. Right. And then just, in your words, looking at pigs and shit. Pigs and, yeah. Um. <laughs> wow, look at that giant cow. Like, look at that extra large horse. <laughs> this is the biggest squash in North Carolina. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that, that never appeals to me because, like, I, 
I have this awful time where, like, I need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, so, for example, everyone loves the fall festival here in Asheboro, and mm-hmm. it is the most boring fucking thing to me. Like, I don't have any interest <laughs> in just walking and uh-huh. looking at booths. And uh-huh. also, it's all handmade garbage. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's all like, just oh, little... I made a fucking earring, and then you yeah. look at the earring, and it's like a piece of fucking cardboard. That's it's like a Pepsi painted. can. Like, yeah, it's like I'm a Pepsi like, can. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's a Pepsi can made out of like, or a, a little miniature plane made out of a Pepsi can. You're like, oh, cool. A racist made this. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, I like the fall festival for the funnel cakes and for, uh, they have orangeade. I love orangeade. So yeah, that's the only I reason just... I go. If I go back, that's where I go. But uh, no, I think you should go to the fair once Julian's a little older. I think it's good for kids. And I think um, it's like, you know, it's got like all those little games that they like, like the little, right. you know, where you blow up the balloons with the water or like you throw little right. rings. So like that, I mean, it's all rigged, you know? Yeah, like, it's all rigged and just meant for you to blow an ignorant amount of money. Right. <laughs> but I think, I think he would like it. Like, I think it's, it's so for fun. kids a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, every time I go, I never go to the fair like on a Saturday. Like I don't go, I'm going at 10 a.m. and I'm going to be there until 10 at night, whatever. I, it, it's always literally just, I go after work. I pick up a turkey leg, I eat some uh, deep fried shit, I see some pigs and shit, and I ride <laughs> one ride, and then I watch the fireworks, and I go home. And, like, that's it. Like, that's, like, my right. fall. It's just to sort of get, like, you know, the experience. I don't know. I've, I've always just liked it. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I just for whatever reason, um, yeah, I just, I've never been to the fair, really. There's, like, that little bullshit one they set up at the mall. I've gone to it once, and it was, like, yeah. though cool. See, okay, so, like... <laughs> those I'm not right. <laughs> okay, because those yeah. okay, so like it's like levels to this shit, right? So there's like heroines and then there's like the state fair ones which are like I, I think a little safer just because of how many people go. And then you have like you the know, ones where they're set up anywhere in a parking lot. Literally like, set up like like dude, like yeah, like there's literally set up in like a like a mall parking lot and you drive by, you're like, Oh, that wasn't there yesterday. Now there's a giant metal contraption there. <laughs> totally safe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right get the fuck out of here dude i'm not riding that mm-hmm. um but yeah so those are the only ones i went to i've never gone to the state fair but now that you mention it like i'm sure once julian's older we'll be going at some point just to say we went yeah um yeah i mean yeah i think it's it's good for kids like for like a day and it, it i'm sure like like if i would have gone as a kid because i didn't go until i think it was my senior year of high school um, so if I, I feel like if I would have gone, I would have been like, this is amazing. Like, this is so cool. It's like the biggest fair in the world. And they have like monster trucks and shit. And I, I, it would have blown my mind. I'm Grave digger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to one of those? I have not. Uh, they look terrible, but yeah. Well, here's the thing. You pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Like, <laughs> it's like the same pitch every time. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like the same stock footage of like the same oh, monster yeah. truck running over the same cars. That dude's got a Walkman on. <laughs> mm. uh, Alright, well that oh, was gosh. the episode. That was episode thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um we will catch you guys next week. If you wanna catch me, you can catch me at T Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram at at evercastro92 and you can catch the podcast specifically on instagram or twitter at diff animals pod um if you want to shoot us an email um it's different animals podcast at gmail.com um interact with give us something to talk about have Mm. any comments um 
we'll we'll talk about if you have anything interesting to say about something we talked about this episode we can talk about it in the next yeah. episode like what was your favorite uh like carney interaction at the state fair right like did were you groped inappropriately <laughs> yeah by some reader okay so dude so i had oh a, no. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> not me not me but i was gonna say i i have i there was like I've had this like movie story idea for like ever and I literally all I have is just like the theme the title and like that's it but it is a murderer who goes city to city with a fair and he kills people and they can never catch him because he's always leaving town like the at the end of the weekend and, and the movie's called Carney oh fuck yeah. That's like literally all I have. I don't have anything else. <laughs> not the characters, not the like. Literally, all I have is just the idea of like a guy who like they never catch because he's like, well, does he know the victim? He's like, no, like you know, like he he left. But I'm sure like any good detective would be like, there was a festival in all these towns. <laughs> What's Turkey. funny though is that's what I was thinking. I was like, any amount of DNA evidence is a wrap. It doesn't matter. But then it hit me that I remember I was looking we. On a more serious note, we were talking about God. What is it? Um, God. Uh, what's the What's the police force that got abolished recently? Uh, was it Minneapolis? Minneapolis. Yes. Yes. Minneapolis police. Because and then they like when they finally got abolished, they were like, "Here's all the these like statistics," and it was like something like they had like rape kits that still need to be tested from fucking 1990. Like, and then it was like they had only solved like something stupid like 40 or 50 percent of murders and i was right. like is it is it way easier to get away with murder than i think like yeah like, like if right. i kill someone it's a coin toss whether i get caught or not <laughs> exactly like dude did you see that story this week about the the the, the wwe wrestler he like just confessed no, to murdering somebody on his facebook page he was literally what? like he Who put a picture it? of this it's just like an old old like lower level guy and he literally was like Oh, this is this is my girlfriend Jennifer. Um, it, it, you know, I remember this time. It, it was when Joe asked me to disappear the guy. It wasn't the first time I disappeared a guy. If the cops had looked in this creek, he, they would have found him and shit. And everybody was like, "Wait, dude, did, did you just confess to a murder on Facebook? What the hell's going on?" Holy shit! Okay, hold on. WWE legend Marty Jannetty's apparent murder yeah. confession sparks police probe. <laughs> yeah, dude, read 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 his Facebook post if they have it in an article. Oh, dude, hold on. Let's see, uh... Uh... Nah, this is... I think this is a different this one. Is, no, yeah, this yeah, is, 24 minutes, yeah. It, it says, I never uh, I never told no one this, but even my brother, because Gina would have killed him. And then he was like, I came back from Nam, and I, I, the first time I made a man disappear, they never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River, but Winnie, the girl in this pics, I love you so damn much. Shit, <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, that's like I never thought murders were a thing people actually got away with. Yeah, but apparently happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. So that's the idea. So yeah, Carney. Carney, dude, dude. That's what it should be. Here's the deal: it should be a dark comedy, uh, of, like he's killing people, and you have just terribly inept police officers mm -hmm. just like fucking up everything in every scene. Like you have an actual mass murder, right? Like for real. Yeah. And every scene with him is very serious mm -hmm. and like legitimate. And then when the cops show up the next day to the murder scene, it's fucking Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Andy Samberg being like, "Oh my god, he killed her with corn." <laughs> <laughs> oh 
And that's the movie. That's oh the movie. boy, we're gonna flesh this motherfucker yeah. out. It, Drop it on Disney Plus for thirty bucks. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say kind of like how Kanye says on last call, where he's like, "Hey, I might use that, so don't bite that yet." So yeah, exactly, because <laughs> he drops the old hook, right? Yeah, yeah, he drops the wow hook, and he's like, "Well, don't bite that. Don't take it. I, I might still use. I might it, still so. use that." Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's the episode, guys. Stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you every fucking Thursday at noon mm-hmm. without fail. Yep. All right. Peace. See you guys. Oh, 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 oh. Yep. This works two ways. You brought up last call, mm-hmm. and then we're going to use this as a teaser for one of our topics for next week. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna. my Kanye quote is going to be a line from last call, which is, mm-hmm. Nice as Bun B, when I met him at the Source Awards, girl he added with him, ass could award the Horse Awards. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>